This episode is brought to you by Patreon, specifically the Comic Pop Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash comic pop and find out more about how you can keep the lights on here at Comic Pop. And don't worry, we've got plenty of fun rewards, including early access to videos and weekly updates about what's happening here at the studio. That's patreon.com slash comic pop. All right, let's get on with the show now. Sweeping down upon the underworld to smash gangland comes the friend of the unfortunate, enemy of criminals. A mysterious, all-powerful character, a problem to the police, but a crusade of the law. Hey everybody, welcome to Off the Rackham Cell. I'm Tiffany. So forgive me in advance, uh, the pollen index is astronomical right now. I'm taking my Allegra, but it is just a nightmare in here. Like, if I can taste the pollen in my throat, and it is just a nightmare. So I'll be clearing my throat periodically throughout the show. Uh, hi everybody, I'm Sal. I'm Tiffany. So before we jump in, uh, first I want to address Super Chats because it's important to the show and also because Jack O'Connell's got to go. He says, I don't know if I'm going to be here when you go live because it's 24 o'clock where I am. So I love your channel. Thank you very much, Jack. I really appreciate it. We appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, you're the man. Um, <clears throat> and we understand. That's why this show is recorded for posterity. So while you are enjoying the live stuff live, if you can't, you always catch it here after the fact. Mm-hmm. Um, Speaking of Super Chats, that's actually a great segue into reminding people who are watching the show live that the Super Chats are a great way for you to collaborate with us. So that if you have a question or comment or you want to say something, use the Super Chat so we can actually like keep a straight list of everybody who wants to do that. Uh, so we can actually address them in an orderly manner, in mm-hmm. an organic way. Uh, and also the Super Chat proceeds go to support this space here, which yes. you don't get to see very much of. Every time I plug the space, I'm like, oh, look at all this space. But like, all you see is a wall. Trust me, there are many walls. I've got at least seven walls going on in here. Um, no fewer than seven walls, but certainly an even number of them. Anyway, uh, so before we jump into the books, uh, we want to ha- wish a belated happy free comic book day. Yes. Happy free comic book day to you, Tiffany. Thank you. And to you as well. I, I don't, it's like, that's like May the 4th. I'm like, ah, <clears throat> uh, what do I say? Right. You say May the 4th be with you. And also with you. And lift up your hearts. Yeah, no, see, that's just the, like, yeah, that's the rigor was put into there. I know. I know. Yeah. <clears throat> I when I was say, a like, huge Star Wars fan, yeah. my friend uh, Jason and I used to debate what we say when you say may the force be with you and then lucas is like i don't know and he had to do it so it (laughs) happened in the prequels and i think one of them says end with you it's like that's all i could say yeah so we're gonna talk about a lot of books uh this week but uh before we do free comic book day happened yeah uh tiffany i know that you grabbed more free comic books than i did yeah and probably read more of them than I did, because I didn't have time to do anything. I didn't read really any of them. I thumbed through a few. Okay, well, let's see them. Well, it's really just the one that I brought, because <clears> I was <throat> trying to read this before we started, and that just didn't happen. Yes, uh, DC was promoting their Year of the Villain. Yeah. Only 25 cents, although I noticed that a lot of stores we went to It's free. free. It's free on Comixology, too, I noticed. Right. So if you didn't grab it, you, if free comic book day, you can grab it on there. Um yeah, like I, I, I very briefly thumbed through it. I'm seeing mm-hmm. a lot of like the the work that Snyder's built in here, along yep. with a bunch of other stuff, and it's cool. And you know, I like when they do like little backups of like you know designs and stuff. That's yeah. really where I'm all about. I'm oh, like, definitely. ooh, character designs. But what I really wanted to mention was I picked up this like sweet random book, and this is going to be like we're going to get to the real comic goodness in just a second. But for those of you who are comic fans who also have other loves and enjoy um D&D in particular 
I picked this up, which was uh, unexpected. It was just sitting outside, and I was like, ooh, it's a soft-touch cover. This couldn't possibly be free. And it, it, it was. It totally was. It's yeah. called uh, Rolled and Told. And I was like, all right, cool, a little D&D comic, whatever. Because I opened it up, I saw that, I was like, fine, I'll take it, whatever. That's not what it is. Oh, no? It's a comic in here, and this issue, since it's the free one, has a campaign in it, too. Oh, like a D&D campaign? A D&D campaign, which hmm. would take, like, I think, six to 12 hours. Okay. Playtime. It's relatively small. Yeah, for a D&D campaign, it's very, yeah, it's like a yeah. one-shot kind of deal. Yeah, done in one. And, like, honestly, in the back of it, there's also little characters. <clears throat> if you want to just jump oh. in and play, you can do that. But apparently, the guys who make this, if you buy the issue, it's normally $8. But for that $8, you get two campaigns. Oh, cool. Illustrated maps. And there are, there is a little illustrated map in here, and it's so cute. Oh, that's Look at fun. This. So cute. Nice. So, so I just wanted to put this on your radar. I'd never heard of this before. No. And again, this is really just a more <clears throat> into pen and paper uh, games. Or you want to try it out. This kind of just has everything you need in a way, except for some of the extra materials. But it's a good place to start. Kind yeah. of cool. Anyway, that was it. I just wanted to there you throw go. that out there. But, uh, you know, for those of you who are watching the show after the fact, let us know what books you picked up for new free, for free comic book day. Uh, that you that you want to recommend because there were a lot of them that came out. Yes. I saw like a Spawn issue. I saw a Tick, which I never got either of them. They no. weren't enough. Uh, I got a Spider Man like Carnage event. Yes. Uh, didn't all the Avengers books must have run out at like nine o'clock in the morning because every store we hit, we had at least th- at least three stores. Uh, they were all out. No, but the they did have War of the Realms. They did have War of the Realms, which we did and, pick up. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles mm-hmm. and just a whole bunch of other things. <clears throat> I saw they had one of those little like um, the little imprints for one of the like young all ages sort yes of yeah smaller book. book i picked it up just because sometimes folk want to know about that if you have families you want to know what's up so i picked it up to check it out it yeah. seems cute but uh, uh if you are like us you know a lot of your stores also were taking advantage of all the foot traffic and made some crazy deals crazy uh sales going on and so we went a little ham and got this short box full of books yes uh just from I think this is actually one store. This is really just one store. Because <laughs> they were doing quarter bins. They really uh, were. And the, it was the, awesome. The quarter back issues bins, you can't get better than that, No, honestly. I made a critical strategic error. There is a creator who I wanted a book signed by that's coming up at a con. But you didn't. And I bought the first issue of a comic. Uh, it was Catwoman number one from mm-hmm. Jim Belent. Yeah. And uh, I just thought it'd be kind of fun. And it was uh, discounted from five dollars to two fifty. Yeah. Super nice really deal. Really can't go wrong with no. that. And I don't think you should have. I don't think you should have wagered. No, no. no. But uh, in the quarter bin, uh, I did get Catwoman number one again. But this one was signed by everyone who worked on it. For twenty five cents. For twenty five cents. Yes. Uh, this includes people like Joe Duffy, Jim Belinda, Dick Giordano, and Buzz Setzer. Uh, only five thousand in in, in uh, you know in circulation. It's pretty neat, but like this is the kind of magic you can find you can. in the quarter bins. Or you find other random things that yeah. uh, <laughs> you oh, right. don't necessarily you, want. You mean like this 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 divider? Yeah, so I really wanted this acrylic divider. Yeah. I was like, go for it, man. It keeps rigidity in your boxes and bags. There you go. There you go. Yeah. We also got some great trades, which are not reflected here. Mine are all at home. Yep. Because I was like, no, I want to be able to read them. Yeah. But um, got 50% off of those as well. Yes. For all, it's like, <clears> it really, I, I mentioned this on my stream yesterday, that it was like Black Friday. Right. That's exactly what it was. And I think they need to, like, do something like that. I guess that's literally what it is, because it's there's nothing cheaper than free. 
and a free comics are the thing that gets you in the door, that's how you should treat it. Yeah. Um, so if you have a store that does that, great. If mm-hmm. you don't, find one or at the very least take advantage of your local comic con and try to take advantage of those dollar bins. Yes. Listen, I'm sure that the people who were selling us these books were thrilled to lose multiple long boxes of inventory. Right. Except for the Catwoman. They probably were less thrilled about no, that. No, he was, he was very happy. He was really impressed. <laughs> he, he was, was like, hey, you got the Catwoman. Yeah. Nice. Well, like, uh, why would you put that in there? Oh, yeah. I mean. No, he, he just, he got a collection. He put it he's out like, there. He's like, get it out. Yeah. I was like, that's awesome. Pass the savings on to us. So, jumping into the Super Chats before we finally get into the books, and we apologize for the there. delay, uh, it's Algy Try who says, War of the Realms is cool, but the tie-ins are god-awful. Why does Thor have a baby sister that is never mentioned anywhere else? Madness. Uh, well, you know, they did announce that he had a sister, and it was Angela, and, you know... I mean, like, Odin was a busy guy. I could buy that he was... He's not, like, Zeus level. No. Uh, <laughs> listen, I, I hear what you're saying, and I heard it years ago, which is why I'm not affected by the War of the Realms tie-ins, because I don't read tie-ins. No. Uh, I deliberately avoid them unless, like, the cover is gorgeous. That Spider-Man War of the Realms tie-in, which I don't think even came out yet, is when I was like, ooh, I'll pick that up, because it's Spider-Man wearing, like, a fun Thor helmet yeah. and carrying a shield. But, like, Aaron seems to want to make Spider-Man into, like, a big fat joke in this book. So, like, you know, I'm sure it'll be more of the same. That being said, uh, you know, as far as tie-ins go, I I leave them pretty much every single time. You do. And I'm usually not disappointed, nor am I in the cold when it comes to the story. Yeah. Now, we do back issues, and I'm like, I was explaining the tie-in doesn't matter. Usually there's, like, a throng of people who are like, uh, actually, it mattered a lot. And then they proceed to explain how little it actually mattered to the main story. Well. Uh, Unless you're Secret Empire, in which case, it was actually better in the tie-ins than it was in the main book. Ooh. So, uh, Caleb J. Via says, if you both could write a DC and Marvel series or miniseries, what dream characters would you pick? You first. Uh... (laughs) I mean, like, honestly, I would want to pick, like, characters we made fun of in the wrong box and in uh, The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. Why? Because it's, like, a challenge. You know, like, I don't know if I could actually write a good Spider-Man story because I'm too close to the character. That's I wouldn't, I'd be like, oh, let's, let's have it be, like, that everything goes well for him. And people would be like, that's not fun. Um, so, you know, probably characters like Cloak and Dagger, who I think are, like, kind of a big fat waste of time uh, in most cases. Um... And I've never really enjoyed any really good series of them. Right. Um, but, okay. you know, maybe Lunatic, bring him back. Blood Wolf, why not? No. Black Wolf, I'm sorry. Yeah. Blood Wolf, Rob Liefeld. Black Wolf. No. Whoever the I'm hell just gonna, that. No, no, no to both. No. Damn. No. How about you? Doctor Strange. Naturally. <laughs> I'm, not clear. I'm not too close. <laughs> no, you would. Ghost Rider as well. Yeah. You do a I'll bring back game. Danny. Well, <laughs> We'll make it right, Danny. We'll fix we'll it. We'll make it right. We'll f- shove your face in garbage. Uh-huh. Mr. Roboto says, Tiffany, how is 2099? Also, what oh, characters... Right. Uh, it's kind of It's kind of. Yeah. It's all right, yeah. I think it's ultimate, but either way. It is, way, but like color-wise... Color-wise, totally. Sort of, yeah. What characters uh, Marvel DC should get a Beyond or 2099 example to uh, Deadpool 2099? What other characters should go into the far-flung future? Moon Knight. Moon Knight 2099? That would sell like... Like crazy. I'm just saying, Moon Knight 2099. You can either do it as Moon Knight himself in like a fish out of water story, mm-hmm. or you can do like Khonshu in the future. Yeah, future Khonshu. Yeah, Khonshuture. I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, that would work. Green Lantern 2099 or whatever the or equivalent Green Lantern Beyond would be fun. And yes, I know there was like an animated one where it's a little kid. That's boring. Who cares? No, like future lo- future core. 
There you go. My pitch, the core's dead. Okay. Someone finds a ring in the beyond future. Nice. And so, like, they have to, like... It's basically Kyle Rayner in the future. Mm, I would do uh, Constantine Beyond. There you go. Just because of the, like, his religious undertones, obviously, sure. or overtones, the nature of him mm-hmm. in the future and what that actually entails at this point. Like, is that a thing anymore? Right, yeah. Like... How, how do you how do you function in that in that? Yeah, sense? I haven't seen really how they square that circle for magic in the Beyond universe. So right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, just one other, I guess, for uh, twenty ninety nine, uh, Bishop. He's from the future. <laughs> yeah, why not? I don't know what year no. Bishop comes from. So would it be the future or the past? I it's, it's, I don't know. He's still gonna say the same thing. He doesn't yeah. care. Yeah, he doesn't no. care. He just wants that harmonica playing. <laughs> Joey Troyer, Batman Beyond on Bad Issues. One day. Perhaps. Probably, maybe. Conqueror Worm, free book I snagged was Interceptor, issue one by Donny Cates. Definitely worth a look. Think punky sci-fi meets vampire hunting. Feels like my jam. I saw that there, but I had my limit of five, and I didn't want to be greedy since we had already bought so many 25-cent comics. I was yes. like, I don't need to take these out of the, the hand. There was literally a pile of children there. It's like, let them grab <laughs> So I was like, I have my five. Let's not push it. Yeah. Mr. Roboto, <laughs> any independent titles are new or current to check out? I mean, yeah, we recommend all kinds of new uh, new and or independent titles. And in fact, at the end of this show, we're going to recommend some titles for you to pick up that are coming out this week we think you yeah, should grab. Yeah, but I can recommend one that's independent right now that isn't on my list today because it hasn't come out, and that would be Die, which I think you've heard me talk about before. Yes, but I have. think it's fun, and I definitely give it a look. There you go. And uh, infamous Cavalier. Love you guys. Love Aww. you too, pal. Thank you so much. Yeah. So jumping into the books. Let's do it. Uh, War of the Realms, number three. Wow, we're just going to start there. Wow. Why not? Okay. Uh, j- written by Jason Aaron, art by Russell Dowderman. Uh, just continues the war again, not yeah. reading the tie in. So, as far as we're concerned, you know, like things are happening. There's a lot of implication about those tie ins, but again, sure. like we only get like little windows into them, and that's fine. Yeah, it's not, it's not a big deal. Um, no. Can I say something really quickly? I really was digging on the art last time. I oh, still, no. I still am to some degree, but then Cap shows up, and I'm like, what happened to your face? I was saying the same thing for Daredevil. Oh, yeah. Why is a giant infant being crammed into Daredevil's costume? Yeah, I don't know what's going on with it that. It was really bad. Yeah. Like, I, I felt really bad, because I loved Russell Dowderman's work earlier. Yes. Like you said, this book, he, he must have been under the gun. I Maybe? I don't know. I, I don't know. I will say all the other stuff... Weapons, locations, horses, yeah. the hardest thing to draw in fiction. Yes. Uh, or nonfiction. Yeah. <laughs> looks really cool. Well, they were Pegasi, I so know. technically fictional horses. But, like, really great looking. Once you got to the people in the faces, it was like, oh, no. Yeah, but. Especially like, faces that weren't distinct. Like, Wolverine looked pretty normal. Heimdall yeah. looks pretty normal. Frank Castle, pretty okay. Then you get to, like, it's, Cap, Daredevil, and. It's something about the top mask oh, just, just sewing the jaw near. like it's just i don't know what happened it's i don't know just, it was just so jarring yes i feel like i actually didn't even notice the daredevil thing and i'm seeing it now but like that first page with cap on it I was oh like, i know he's supposed to be square jawed and exciting and he's just tapered and he looks like a he looks like a what big silly boy so anyway, Freya's like, Cap, you're going to have to lead the charge, and we're going to go into, like, uh, we're going to yeah, go well, save my, my son. Freya, no, no, but Freya's smart. Like, what I dig about how they're um, portraying Freya is that she's just like, I'm going to get my son, and then she reevaluates. She's like, okay. Odin's asleep. Yeah, so I'm going to go and deal with the, like, black bifrost. Yes, the, back, the, the black frost. Um, She's like, I'm going to go deal with that because that's really the main front, and since I know the most about it, I should be the one who goes, and even though I want to go get my son... 
you're going to go get my son. Right. And I'm like, good on you. And like, I think Cap kind of respects that. She's leading. You know? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Cap's probably a little bit like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. No, he seems pretty totally on board. <laughs> no, I meant like, hey, I'm, I'm supposed to be. I lead. I lead. I do the thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Right. Um, but we get like naturally in an instance like this, it's like, hey, let's, you know, let's do the thing where we have like our breakdown of teams so that we can have our tie-in. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, so if you want to read more about that, you go find the tie-in or yeah. not. You just accept that like things happen in between the panels and you have fun with it, which is kind of what I have been doing. Yeah, like, do we need to know all the things that happen to all these characters? Absolutely no, not. But, but let's do it anyway. What's amazing though is from the last issue, we even get the payoff though of Daredevil talking with Heimdall. That wasn't just a one-off joke. No. They're like, no 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 let's go do something about that yeah and like heimdall no sight he's just like listen man like you want to give this a shot you give this a shot but you're just a mortal man right and uh <laughs> you're about to like see and hear things only the gods can yes or should yeah for that matter and he's like well my 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 uh the sisters always told me i was a bad catholic which i thought was really great yeah it's really it's really fun and so we get to see daredevil the god without fear yes it was very <laughs> reminiscent of uh dark side war god of knowledge sure. uh but you know what we wanted to see it's cool yeah yeah, conceptually, like this should be a really neat image. That's Again. the thing; it should have been awesome. <laughs> it's it was, and it, and it really, really knocked the legs out from under this moment because, yes. like, it should be so cool. Yeah, and instead, it's just kind of like silly looking. Yeah, but we find that um, Jane, Heimdall, Daredevil, and the Destroyer have been left behind to guard Asgard and the Bifrost. Right, because basically, Daredevil has reactivated the Bifrost, yep. allowing the other teams to go forth. Yeah. And, like, hit everything on, like, a multi-front sort of attack. Yes. Um, we have Cap, Spider-Man, Wolverine, uh, Luke Iron Cage, and, and Iron Fist. <laughs> yeah. Which is, like, I love this team. Oh, yeah, honestly. this is the new Avengers. This is such... Yeah, it really is. It's just it the new really Avengers, is. which is exactly up my alley. Yeah, this is such a great team um, because you have a lot of the seriousness, but then you have it, like, undercut with folks like Spider-Man, Luke Cage, and even Iron Fist to some degree. Yep. Um, but they're thrown into Jotunheim. Yep. And um, in Jotunheim, they ride Pegasi, as you said. I don't mm -hmm. know if that's actually the correct... I think so. Okay. Um, uh, in order to get from point A to point B, which Luke questions. He's like, don't we have, like, snowmobiles? Right. We're the Avengers? But we're in Jotunheim. How yeah, else are we going to... and that's what they basically say. They're like, how often do you get to go, like, rescue a god from, like, giants? Yeah. We're riding the flying horses. Right. Okay, we're doing that. Even if they can be speared. Yes, which they do. But we also see that a lot of um, our team has taken up arms of Asgard. Yes. Um, you know, they've got swords and capes and, and shields. Yeah, they all kind of got, like, fun little, like, upgraded outfits. Except for Wolverine. Outfits. And Luke Cage, who's like, no. No, Wolverine took a, or Luke took a hammer. Yeah, he took a hammer, but he didn't change his outfit. No, he didn't change his outfit at all. He's just like, I'm good. Yeah. I'm fine. Wolverine has nothing. A cowboy hat. Yes. Well, I think he came with that. I yeah. love Spider-Man and the helmet and the shield, and he's just like... I, I like that joke. I know you don't that like That moment where he joke. says, quick, everybody get behind my shield. Yeah. <laughs> well, because he's like ragging on the shield the whole time. Well, he's ragging on the shield. He's just like, who carries just a shield? And oh, oh, right. Cap, you do that all the time. Oops. Cap, I'm just, I'm just telling you right now. I'm just saying. You'd be a lot more effective if you had like a spear sword. or a sword. <laughs> Something sharper. Except Spider-Man never does that. No. Except for his stingers, which nobody talks about. Right, right, right. But I think I, I like this, like, this dynamic that this group has, um, again, with their history. Yeah. Just in general, a lot of them having worked together. 
um, in the past. It's a lot of fun. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's really cool. And so their job is to find Thor. When they get there, they're like, how can we possibly find him? And Wolverine's like, well, we could follow the river of ice giant blood. <laughs> like, it's a little r- literal river yes. going through Jotunheim. So cool. Um, and so which they do until they find, like, you're, like, screaming and such. Mm-hmm. But then we go over to to Svartalheim. 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 Yep. The dark elf realm where um, basically uh, Freya, She-Hulk, Ghost Rider, uh, Punisher, and Blade are undercover. Yes. Which is hilarious. Yeah, I love <laughs> Frank playing ball and being undercover. By the way, this is your Savage Avengers. This should. This is the most savage characters. They are. They actually are a team. Yeah. Like I think this is your Savage Avengers team. You know, I would actually switch out this Ghost Rider. Oh, easily. He's a little but like, less. <laughs> Robbie, man, like, you can stay on your Avengers, the book I'm not reading. <laughs> but like, yeah, no, Savage Avengers. Get like, get, not not for lack of a real Ghost Rider. Right <laughs> Look, I don't mind. I don't mind Robbie. But if you're talking Savage Avengers, I would not put Robbie on that team. He ain't savage. No, 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 not necessarily. I'm sure he has had his moments. He's had his moments. I, but I would. He's... I don't associate him necessarily with just that. Certainly not. Um. Anyway, um, they essentially, um. <laughs> Freya's like, all right, here's what we're going to do. Blade, me, and Frank are going to dress up like Dark Elves. Uh, She-Hulk, keep your head down. You're a troll. Yes. And Robbie, get down, like, get tiny. You're a little, like, fire goblin, goblin or whatever. Thing. Yeah. We got this. This yeah. is totally going to be great, right? Mm-hmm. And um, she does all the talking because she knows, A, how they speak and all that. But then they start, like, the other uh, Dark Elves start asking questions yeah. of the other folk because, like, Frank's really tall. Yeah. <laughs> and so he's, like, too tall, along with Blade, I guess, to be a Dark Elf. Yep. And their cover is not even blown. No, Frank. Well, for Frank, she's like, forget it. <laughs> Frank has the greatest line in the entire book, I think. Because he, uh, he says, I asked him, what clan are you from? And Frank says, my clan is dead and so are you. <laughs> and then just blows them away. <laughs> Which is complete badassery. Like, it's that's the just... kind of stuff, like, Jason Aaron plays a lot with, like, continuity and character, but, like, uh-huh. these moments he gets. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Blade this whole time has not wanted to do this. He wanted to just go in swinging. And so yeah. he's just like, no, this is cool. And he, you know, starts swinging away. And, like, Freya's like, okay, Robbie, call in your your Call steed. in your supercar. Yeah. yeah. So and the he car does. comes in. And that is a cool image of them riding on it. I, I am so, again, I'm not against Robbie at all. No. That being said, how much more badass would, would have it have been, been with a motorcycle? A motorcycle just charging through. Or if, <laughs> if, if, if the Ghost Rider was riding a Pegasus. Oh. Yeah, and it was a skeleton Pegasus that was made of fire. Oh, could have, that, all right, hang on. Let's, let's one-up that. Take that Pegasus and make it two Pegasus and a chariot. Right. Yeah, chariot then, of literal fire. <laughs> Hellfire. Yeah. That would be freaking amazing. Yeah. Anyway, that didn't happen. <laughs> no, that a way cooler moment did not happen, but instead they still okay. like punch some people. It in. is a cool moment. They, and they ride through Svartalheim. Yep. <laughs> um, and they, again, on their way to the Black Bifrost. Mm-hmm. Um, we check in with Malekith, who's made his way over to Europe. Yep. Because like each of the bad guys is splitting up the world, basically, and forming their own new realms. Mm-hmm. Um, we see Black Knight there. And yeah. the fact that Malekith has the ebony blade. It's cool. Hands. Cool reference. Yeah. And like he's a dark elf, so he's like, I should have. <laughs> <laughs> this really goes with my aesthetic. Right, exactly. This is on brand for me. Yeah, so. and it's an important sword. It so. is. There's also that. But also, how often do you get something that is so crucial, but also on brand? Yes. Like, like never. No, it's true. Um, But people are, like, heroes are still there on Earth. And mm-hmm. so the War Avengers, like, ride in. Yeah, I assume this is a title. I guess so. 
I mean, like, they certainly are very branded. But, like, yeah, it's a team of characters I couldn't care less about. I mean, you got Captain Britain and Deadpool teaming up with Venom and Hulk Vereen, and it's like, pass. But Sif's there and Captain Marvel, and you got, like, Winter, Winter Soldier. Soldier. And, they, and they go running and they're doing their thing, right? Yeah. And um, basically, the important, like, moment here is that Venom goes after Malekith. Yes. And he turns the ebony blade on him. Right. And that causes he and Malekith to... Disappear. Poof. Disappear. Yeah. And we do see a, like a little teaser later on that like indicates what has happened to Venom. Yeah. But that Malekith has also been like conversing with the symbiote. Yeah. I'm like, about what? Oh, <laughs> uh, about uh, about like the the symbi- the god of symbiotes. Yeah. Yeah. Which I thought was interesting. I was yeah. like, that's kind of cool. No, it's true. Um, meanwhile, uh, Daredevil or like God without fear. Um, realizes he can hear everything that's going on. He he initially is having a hard time focusing. Does a better job of it. But then realizes that he is under, or they're under attack as mm-hmm. well. And so, like, um, Jane's like, we have to keep them from destroying the Bifrost, otherwise our friends can't come back. Right. Um, so they all laid uh, siege to the Dark Elves who have come through with, like, bombs on them, essentially. Yeah, they're basically Helm's Deeping it up. Yeah. They're literally sw- Helm's Deeping. Bombs, yeah, oh, one of them literally does the Helm's Deep. They do, like, but, like, it's all of them. Right. It, it's like if all of the Orakai had that, <laughs> which actually, why didn't they? Yeah, uh, like, well, let's not. <laughs> except that I don't think the Orakai actually had them on them. They, they brought it in. They had the, they had the... They installed it. Yeah, like, they installed the bomb, and then they had and to then light they, it. And then they had the Olympic um, torch runner coming. Yes. Um, but we get to see the Fantastic Four, too, because we go all over the world to see the different um, realms who are attacking Earth and, like, the, the champions who are fighting against Yes. Them. And the Fantastic Four are pretty much handling all of uh, Manhattan. Right, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, although I, I do got to say it's fun to see Chip Zdarsky as uh, Reed Richards. <laughs> Uh, just literally just Chip Zdarsky's face, but with Doctor Strange hair. Um, there's also a gra- that great moment of Sue using the invisibility to like yes. create spikes in the Frost Giant's foot, yeah. which like really a cool visual. It is a really cool visual. I'm not gonna lie, I'm getting shades of Blue Turtle Shell, which you don't mess with. That's why that guy went down. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it, it's fun, and we get a lot of like um, kind of backstory narration going on. It's like it's very cool because it's it is spoken in the way of like the oral tradition of like kind of like Norse storytelling in yeah. a way but told about our modern day heroes exactly. and like that's really neat it, it's a lot of fun mm-hmm. um, by the time Freya and team get to the by or to the black Bifrost yep. the actual Bifrost is overwhelmed yep. because one guy gets past as Daredevil is unable to control all that he is hearing and seeing yeah he like, he's he screws the pooch he does. It's not really his fault. He can't help it. He's doing the best he can. Mm-hmm. They didn't have enough guys. No. <laughs> <laughs> they need like one more guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, the Bifrost is destroyed uh, over with Freya. She-Hulk has been pounding in order to get herself more gamma irradiated, yes. essentially, so that she could use herself as a bomb to destroy the Black Bifrost. Right. Freya feels like Obi-Wan feels the death of Alderaan, she feels the destruction of the Bifrost and is like, hold the hold. We can't we can't do this. If we destroy the Black Bifrost, our friends will be stuck. We can't use any magic bridges to yeah, get so to we different need to, realms. Now instead, the new plan is we're going to hold this position. Yes. And so She-Hulk's like, right on. Yeah. I got all this gamma radiation built up. Why waste it? Exactly. And she like lets loose on um, the like crocodile cannons that are coming <laughs> at them. Yes. Um, which is a really great visual uh, mm-hmm. to see there. Um, I was thinking like this actually might be a great continuity moment for them to be like, okay, like, we did the Savage Hulk thing. We yeah. made like She-Hulk into a giant Hulk thing. Mm-hmm. Like what if this is the moment where she 
like expels all this gamma radiation and then just like shrinks back down to and gets like right. oh, yeah they could definitely uh, it's funny how like every time they do a big moment I'm like oh this is how they can put the genie back in the bottle fix this one thing and like move on and then like they never do and then it's right. always a dissatisfying like continuity fix to do right so, like right, hopefully right. they'll do that I don't know we'll see maybe there's like some sort of like rule where they don't like to do those big shifts in an event book as opposed to in the book itself I don't there know. is no She-Hulk book <laughs> I'm just saying um, back in Jotunheim, um, our new Avengers team is working their way towards the sound of screaming, which is the sound of Thor screaming. Yes. And when they get there, they're like, oh, like it's just beyond these mountains. And then they realize it's not mountains. Those are dead frost giants. Yeah. And that Thor is atop it with a broken hammer. And a missing arm. And, yeah. And he is just covered in blood. And like Wolverine's like, I've seen this before. He's in a berserker's rage. We have to stay back. Yeah. Like, he's lost it. Right, exactly. I, I'm very familiar with this. Yeah, surprise Wolverine isn't like, yo, let's do it. Yeah. He's <laughs> but like, no, it's still great. He's like, yo, berserker barrage. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> That's my move. <laughs> but yeah. Um, so yeah, so you have our, our new Avengers here now having to deal with talking Thor down. Yep. Um, from this precipice yeah. of rage-fueled, like, like battle. Armless Thor. Yeah, it was just cool, because, like, he just craves more Frost Giants be given to him. So he's still in the throes of battle, so yeah. I, I'm looking forward to seeing what comes next. Totally. No, I think it's a great book. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, well, here's Save the, the art. Great moments. Yeah. The art hurts this book. It really Because does. there's so many amazing moments that deserve to be, like, immortalized in awesomeness, and... The gone are the days of like better artists doing cool recreations of said events. Yeah. Like you won't get like a book that like remembers all these events and they're gonna get like amazing splash pages or like right. or card art. Yeah, yeah. So like yeah. it, it would kind of just stuck with Darman's version of this stuff. Right. That being said, some of it's fun to look at. So I, uh, all yeah, right. and that's what's so like frustrating is like the last time I thought it was pretty consistent, and this time around there was just such an inconsistency, and I don't know if that's just. A, I think it's just the crunch. I think it could be the crunch. I mean, there's just... it. This is a book uh, on a grander scale, and I don't just mean because it's a war of realms and, and all over the earth. I mean, like, again, you're talking about sheer number of characters, and it's coming out on time for right now. Yeah. So... There, I, I do have to give it a little forgiveness there. However, when it's in trade, people are going to be less forgiving. Agreed. I think, because oh, Because they won't be waiting. It'll no. just be there. Right. Um, so that is a shame, but I, I don't think it's enough for me not to desperately desire the next issue. Absolutely. And I recommend it. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, me too. I'm, I'm really excited to see how this is all going to turn around. Because here's the thing. This is the kind of book where it's like, you know we're going to win. Right. We're going to win. Yeah, it's not like Earth is going to be... <laughs> if they didn't let the Skrulls cohabitate with the with the humans in Secret Invasion, they're not going to have like Asgard and Earth be merged into one place yeah. and like South America's going to be run by like whatever. Right. The Enchantress. It's going to have to be going back to Yeah, that. which is like, for me, like this is the kind of book that it's less about the like end, which I'm sure something will happen there that will be unexpected, but it is about the journey. Yes. Which I appreciate in Aaron's work. Absolutely. So. No, Aaron's very much about living in the moment in the book. Yeah. Which is a good thing. Mm -hmm. Caleb J. Villa says, The Heckler by Sal. It's an instant classic. It's recommending <laughs> books I would do. Ah. Uh, yes. I might consider doing a Heckler book. It would be like Freakazoid. Uh, <laughs> Pricey8040 says, I just realized we live in a world where the general public knows or knows more about Thanos than Darkseid. What a weird time to be alive. Agreed. Yeah. It's very bizarre. <laughs> Caleb J. Villa says, where's letters page? Will it return? Yes, it will. Uh, we just, uh, the person who volunteered to edit the show uh, has been very busy. 
so we haven't uh, seen it yet. But there are two episodes filmed. Do I filmed. have the files? Yes. I mean, like, they're just sitting there, so. Oh, okay. As long as they're there, then I'll get on it. Yeah. Because they are weren't two... there the last time. Right. But there are two episodes that are it's in the hopper ready to get cut. Yes. Uh, so. That's my, it's my fault. It's okay. I admit it. Well, Jordan, the first time it was your fault. Yes. And then it was my fault. Jordan Cooper says, hey, guys, just wanted to send you some love your way. Thank, uh, thanks for what you do. Oh, thank you. Thank you for what you're thank doing, you, Jordan. Thank you. Uh, Wondrous History of Classic Film gave us a very, very uh, kind and generous, generous super chat. It's this very odd issue here. I love Fantastic Four, and I'm so glad they're back. Also, my three-year-old daughter, Karen, says hi. Hello, Karen. Hi, Karen. Karen, welcome to the show. <laughs> we'll try to reduce the amount of cursing that normally happens on the other shows. Try. Make sure this is a family-friendly episode for you. Yes. Uh, but yeah, it's very odd. Uh, but I, yeah, right, that moment, that moment where the Fantastic Four show up, I didn't see that coming. No. And it was also, and it's funny because it felt like the moment where they pr- they finally returned the Fantastic Four to the Marvel Universe, but like right. they've been back for a year. Yeah. It was still really like welcome. Right. a welcome sight. Right. Well, it's just nice that they're like comfortable and casually just letting them be there and fighting and participating without having to think more about it which is really lovely instead of just being like man you know it would be cool if Fantastic Four were here oh there they are like what are they doing it's like they're defending all of Manhattan that's really cool Mm -hmm. Uh, Lameworks says hey uh, made a new friend in real life through Comic Pop thank you (gasps) Thank you, man. That's I'm so amazing. glad to hear that. What a nice story. I love that. I'm so glad. Uh, Mr. Roboto, how long to Weapon H and Honey Badger crossover? If Weapon H sold, I would say, like, inevitably. But, like, listen, Marvel Team Up is now a book. Yeah. And they're not going to have Spider-Man in it all the time? Mm-hmm. Anytime. I feel like that's inevitable. Well, not inevitable, but it would make sense. There you go. Uh, another book I want to recommend, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about, is Ninja Turtles Batman 3. Chapter three, yeah, the third uh, in the apparently trilogy. Although there is a, a redheaded stepchild, where it was like the animated versions crossing over, right? Which I did not care for. Uh, this one is in the Batman Turtles chronology, yes, uh, by James Tynion the Fourth and Freddie E. Williams the uh, Second. It involves amalgam. Uh, they merged the Bat Universe and the Ninja Turtle verse, yeah, and uh, the, it turns out that like. You know, it's all the machinations of another amalgamed version of the teams. Yes. Uh, Spoiling the last page, uh, the Anti-Monitor puts Krang in his tummy. Or Krang Krang puts on the Anti-Monitor. Puts on the Anti-Monitor, but the idea is that the story's called Crisis in a Half Shell. (laughs) And uh, Krang has, like, nefarious plans for the Turtles and the Batverse. And so as such, you see the Bat family, you see, like... Red Hood and, R- and Raphael, they're one character. Obviously. Donatello and Tim Drake, perfect sense. Yeah. You got uh, Leonardo and Nightwing, yes. And uh, I guess Michelangelo is just wearing Damien's costume. There's no Damien in him. But Batman also has a tether to Damien where he's like, because Batman is his own character as well. He has no allegory. Well, you know what's funny is like they, they're they very specific in saying the young man with, with dark hair. Yeah. They're all young men. They're with all dark hair. Yeah, but they all have allegories. Like they're all merged with turtles. No, no, I just meant like in his dreams. Like That's his true. tether to that may not be directed to him. I think it's absolutely his biological son, which I'm, is the problem with giving him one, but let's just, not get into I, it. I just like that idea that like it's just like no involved in that. Yeah, so. like all of my children have been dark haired. Right. Boys. And that way when he comes back and like it's in the regular like he's in his regular Batman universe, they could be like, How did you figure it out? Oh, I had a dream of the of a you know young man with dark hair and they can all think it's them right he just exactly. won't say it no he'll just keep it to himself <laughs> yeah uh anyway the idea is that like the universes are merged batman needs to figure it out he feels that there's a connection right and uh so they're gonna figure it out that i mean like that's it right. like, no, but there, is, there is another level to it in which krang is aware of the multiverse and there is another 
like universe represented in this issue. Yes, that's true. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, like I thought that was almost more like a stronger reveal than the Krang anti-monitor, but only because you told me about the Krang anti-monitor thing. You didn't tell me about the other reveal. Yeah. That like there is an unseen character who oh, shows God. up. Yes. And, you, a... and like they're very aggressive and they grab like a trench coat and you're like, who the hell is this? Everybody's been represented uh-huh. here. I don't understand. And at the end, this character takes the trench coat off and reveals it's Raphael, but from the Eastman. And Laird original mirage series like, so he's like he's black, black and, and white. white he's sketchy <laughs> and he's violent it's that's such a great reveal yeah but krang has been seeking him out yeah like this like krang has been hunting him right for whatever reason which i dig that like yeah we got the amalgam thing going on but there's something else happening yeah. as well and I'm like that's really cool mm-hmm. like what like what is krang's ultimate plan here? yeah is he destroying what is he multiverse is he collecting things from multiverse i don't know i don't know neat but yeah, uh, I recommend it. I think it's fun. I don't think it's as good, like as the first two. That's fair. That's fair because this definitely seems more like a stunt kind of thing. The idea of combining the characters at this point, just mm-hmm. uh, you know, just to be like, hey, we're doing something totally different. Like, what they visited one world, they visited the other world. So yeah. now, what else could we possibly do? We'll just mix them together. That way, we're yeah, doing something that new. We 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 do everything we could do. Yeah, and exactly. That's fine. And like, but there could be more to this. I don't know. Like, I, I I thought it was more fun to read than I thought it was going to be. Right. And I'm not gonna sell them short. These guys know what they're doing by now. Yeah. Uh, and I hope it's not the last because I like seeing. Batman and 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 the, and the turtles together. Yeah. If you haven't already, watch our sister show Bat Issues, in which we talk about uh, Batman and TMNT number two. Yeah. And we talk all about that and how much fun it is and it how was. much we love it. So mm-hmm. check that out. Uh, I'm just going to very briefly talk a little bit about Cosmic Ghost Rider destroys Marvel history. Okay. Uh, this is by uh, actually, hang on a minute. It's by um, Paul. I'm, we're all going to read it together here. Zoom in. Never. Uh, Paul Shear and Nick Giovanetti uh, and Nathan Stockman. This book is ridiculous and great. The conceit is uh, Cosmic Ghost Rider goes back in time to right before the castles are murdered. Mm-hmm. He shows up on the doorstep of the castles. Frank's busy and he pretends to be Frank's uncle. And he hangs out with the kids and realizes he's a crappy father and his children are going to r- grow up to be bad. Like to be garbage oh frank is yeah oh and he's like oh my god i'm doing a bad job or i will be doing like i i did a bad job right and then they're gonna die anyway so he's gonna try and fix that but he's also trying to like teach them life lessons by talking about all the times that cosmic ghost rider like interrupted marvel continuity or took the place of other characters in these stories okay first two are more spider-man stories this one's an x-men story through and through and it's basically just a love letter (laughs) to X-Men continuity. Uh, at one point, they literally, they do a flashback to the Phoenix saga. Uh-huh. Uh, Cosmic Ghost Rider gets the Phoenix Force uh, right before the Shi'ar. Anyway, it goes back to Gene. It's a whole thing. It's really, really funny. It's genuinely funny. Okay. And if you are a continuity buff, you will really enjoy it. Okay. Uh, especially if you read comics, like if you if you are an X-Men fan. Right. And you love like the new X-Men from Morrison. Mm-hmm. You love like the classic Claremont era. And there's even a throwback to the Confederacy of Dunces, Garth Ennis like story arc. Wow. Which is pretty fun. And it involves Wolverine getting his face blown off and getting run over by a steamroller. It's a lot of fun. This book is great. 
I I can't recommend it highly enough. I think if you're just looking for fun, just having a good time in okay. Marvel, uh, and if you're like a like a sucker for Cosmic Ghost Rider, like I know many of you are, yeah, uh, then you can't afford not to grab this book. That's fair. So check it out. Um, a Lopez says, "I saw a comic story in Multiverse Talk is cool, but I hope the X Men saw and and Fantastic Four are in the same universe, not three different timelines happening at the same time." You guys rock. Uh, oh, Benny's starting yeah. to dabble in uh, in in doing like kind of like what we're doing, and so <laughs> uh, I think that's really sweet, and I think it's nice to see. But ultimately, you know, no one's going to do it better than us. Uh, I do have a theory af- apropos our Spider-Man Far From Home trailer. You got to watch the trailer if you haven't already. Uh, and if you haven't seen Endgame, what are you doing? Um, but don't watch the trailer if you haven't seen Endgame. It'll spoil everything within the first two seconds Ooh. of the trailer. I mean, trailer. they did warn that. They said the... Uh, they did. They, they the actually, Tom Holland, of all people, comes up and says, hey, don't spoil it, because he's the guy who spoils everything. Yeah. So I think it's cute. But uh, yeah, so check that out. Um, I have a great theory. I'm we're, I'm thinking about making a video about my theory Do for it. for homecoming. We'll Do see. it. Um, so savage. Hang Avenger- on, wait, wait. Oh. I was gonna say before we get into things that people really want to hear about, let's talk about something that less fewer people want to hear about. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're just very quickly. We're, I'm not going deep into this. Um, but those of you who've been following the dreaming number nine came out last week. I actually kind of missed it coming out yeah well because i I didn't see any fanfare about the series and the last issue was one of the best so it really really was that was like a that was the second part of a two-parter that i really enjoyed that like like basically gave the artist a little break yeah um we're back now we're back in the main story of the dreaming in which you know daniel hall is missing and, Mm -hmm. and when like this weird moth baby dora the explorer creature that is like like uh, basically a program has been birthed into the dreaming and it doesn't know what to do and everyone just keeps demanding things of it. It's mm-hmm. like, wait, fix this and this and this. And it's like, eh. Then yeah. like basically ends up using um, Dora, who has been very important to everything since she can move between realms, um, using her to track down dream. Right. By using the Baku, those dream eaters, those oh, dream hunters. Yeah. They basically avatar it. Like, you know how, like, uh, the sheer shoe with the smell? Yeah. Yeah, it can smell him. So, it, like, she rides it and, tra- and tracks after him, taking Matthew the Raven with her. Cool. And we run into a character who fans of Sandman would know, Nuala, who uh, is one of the fae folk. She was basically gifted to Morpheus. Okay. And uh, she kind of fell in love with him. He She basically served as, like, a maid kind of thing. Right. He... And- not really the most uh well he's not he wasn't he wasn't digging it no he was just like that's cool but she's very much like like thought he was great sure um but she's back in her own realm that kind of thing and, and like it's like did he come here and he's like yeah and then we get the story of him coming here mm. because he went to go speak with the queen of the fairy folk Titania. okay who was why? also what because like he needed her to watch some of his stuff because he was going someplace where he could have no possessions mm. and it ends up being this whole like trick as like you would see from Morpheus in a way, I was like, "That's kind of cool." And yeah. you know, Daniel Hall being kind of crafty. Yeah. Um. So that, it's just neat. It's just very, very neat. Um. Uh. This is this series. I think has been gaining strength. Yeah. As it's been going on. So especially as we are um, basically delving into more Sandman lore. So just digging on it. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. Check it out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sandman's a good book. And if you haven't already, Tiffany did a video for DC fans back in the day mm-hmm. about it. Um, so yeah. check that out over there, I guess. Yeah, more. Journey. Actually, there's a better video where you talk about who Daniel Hall is on this channel. So. Yeah, that's right. Because just, just, just because YouTube. all of a sudden Danny Hall was like back. It was and I was really like, important. Really? Yeah. 
So All right. here's a book that I'm sure you read. Uh, it's I called did. Savage Avengers oh, Number One. Are you <laughs> it's kidding me? By Jerry Duggan and Mike Deodato Jr. Uh, as I understand it, Deodato Jr. is not going to be doing anything anymore. Like he's leaving Marvel. But, okay. Like, but he got to do this book. Uh, sure, that's great. No, let's be honest. I read this book because um, my brain read it was Savage Avengers, and then I was like, that means there's more than two people on a team, but. The rest of it just said, like, it's Wolverine and Conan. And I was like, nice! Yes, and that's what this book is. I don't care about it. (laughs) Yeah, like, oh boy, Venom. That's fine, here's the thing. It'll all be good, but I was like, a Wolverine Conan book? Right. That's a great story. That's a great idea, but also there's Brother Voodoo. Yes. Which I was like, what? (laughs) Sure, man. Yeah. Why not? So, you you want to tell us about it? Oh, Okay. Um, the, this is a Savage Land story, like, through and through in a way. We got dinosaurs, we got magic, we got warriors and fighting and all this stuff. Essentially, there is, like, some, some deep dealings going down in the Savage Land that require a giant bowl filled with blood. Like, you're dealing with Conan, you're dealing with blood. This feels, (laughs) and I I believe the idea is that there's a cult that's operating the Savage Land, and they are clearly from Conan's universe. Yes, because I, this is not a cult you would normally encounter no, in the Marvel I, universe, and I, they're like really they're they're a lot more hardcore. No, they definitely indicate that like the the main sorcerer is from there because Conan recognizes the the scent of like Hybor. Yes, Hyborian scents mm-hmm. basically. But I'm just saying, just in general, like right now in Aaron's Conan book, he's dealing with like this Crimson Witch or Scarlet or no, Crimson Witch, not Scarlet. Not Scarlet. Um, well, he did deal with her too. He did too. Yeah. Well, they almost dealt with each other, but um. But, like, that has to deal with a blood god. Right. So now we have this blood bowl, naturally. Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, look, it's Conan. Blood. Blood. Yeah. They're filling the bowl with the blood of, like, all these, of the most talented or intelligent people they could find. Yes, so. but also they're going to need great warriors. So cut to Conan, like, slashing his way through the Savage Land where the Hand are there. Because the Hand are assisting this sorcerer in gathering these individuals who will bring forth this like impending doom there's like heaven basically there's something will come but there's something beyond pluto well they always think that like it's funny because they're they talking think it's all gonna work out they all think it's them. gonna work out these cultists man so they, they they're, they're always talking about how uh they're gonna resurrect this dark god yeah and the dark god's gonna show up and the dark god's gonna totally be cool with them and not just slaughter them yeah. like they did last time they did that literally this guy tells the story about how like uh, they res- yeah, it they, didn't they go didn't, well. And they were like, well, maybe we didn't fill the bowl big enough. Well, they say, like, they didn't get the better, the best quality. And right. so, like, he is using the hand to get the best quality. We see, like, a, an opera singer. He, he is slain. Yep. And his, like, his body is thrown into the bowl for the for the god. Yeah. Right? Um, Conan's ripping apart some hand who are in the Savage Land. And he's about to finish one of them off when, like, he brings his sword down. It's like clang, mm-hmm. and it turns out that Wolverine is there. Yeah. And then, like, Wolverine and Conan fight because Conan's like, "I don't know who you are." And Wolverine's like, "Look, I'm not here to fight you. You're obviously not wor-. like like Wolverine's actually the more reasonable of the two. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Um. So Conan, um, and and Wolverine, like have this back and forth essentially where it's just like you can't hit me like he hits Wolverine right in the head with his with a, sword it's just like doink yep just, sorry that yeah was adamantium man um Wolverine does rip into him a little bit Conan gets the upper hand seemingly at least for him in any normal fight stabs Wolverine in the heart he's just like you died a warrior's death cool whatever and then Wolverine gets back up he's just like sorry man yeah it's just not and then they team up <laughs> well at first they fall which I love that because they both fall yes and like Wolverine's almost like I can't believe this dude's still alive what the hell <laughs> I know like what mm-hmm. they totally are fine 
they uh, like Conan's like, I'm here because I hear there's great treasure and I yeah. want that. Don't take my treasure. And no, Wolverine's like, dude, I'm that. not here for treasure. Right. I'm here for something else. I'm a superhero. I don't care believe about it or treasure. Not. Yeah, like I know I don't look like that, but it's yeah. cool. It Conan, basically to quote uh, Mr. Sunday, uh, them they fly for a while and then they're mates. Yeah, that's really what happens. But like Conan met, drops the Avengers. He name drops the Avengers. Yes. he's just like, and Wolverine's like, they would leave someone like you here. Cool. <laughs> yeah. No, that's, that's that that seems right for the Avengers. Um, meanwhile, um, Brother Voodoo has been called to Madripoor. Yes. Because, um, Ma? Mom? Right? Yeah, I don't remember. He I also think calls her you, I think. Yeah. Um, her son's missing. And, like, Brother Voodoo was supposed to come because, basically, she made a deal. The mm-hmm. hand would give him her back her son if she got Brother Voodoo to come. And so he's just like, that's all good and well, but, like, obviously I had come prepared. He's totally taken by surprise, brought before the sorcerer. They have a back and forth where, like, he's just like, you're not going to get the better of me. I'm Brother Voodoo. And right. He's like, I'm going to kill you. Yep. I'm just, I'm just, first, hang on. First, let me tell you my whole backstory about having tried to do this before yep. and how it totally failed. But here we go anyway. Yep. Um, Conan, meanwhile, is breaking into a castle where he is seeking, like, an amulet. Yeah. And um, we see Venom, like, up in a cage. Like, and it's, you can barely see it. And I kind of dig that. They're not making a big deal about it. But, mm-hmm. like, that's... But he's on the cover, so yeah, we know he's, he's going to be in it. He's going to be there. He's going to be great. Symbiote should just totally bail and go to Conan. <laughs> oh, my God. Except Conan wouldn't have any of that. Mm. Um, he wouldn't really have much of a choice, but, I yeah. guess not, right? Um, we get a lot of Crom in this, which I really dig. Yeah, um, and, and uh, Wolverine says, F Crom and F you. Yeah. Conan's like, hey, you're a follower of Crom too? No. Right, yeah. <laughs> but, um, essentially, Brother Voodoo almost... It seemingly gets his throat slit, but like yeah. he also seems to be on a cover, so obviously he's not dead. By the way, that blood god thing is like crazy. It's working. crazy awesome. It's crazy awesome, and like I assume we're gonna see this something at some point. No doubt. But um, this is what Mike Dado Dungeon Junior was born to draw. It is badass, and I love it. Um, at the end of the day, um, Wolverine shows up. He tries to stop the hand. You know, the guy does like like rip out his throat. Yep, and then. Like the hand are like, bring me another warrior, and like the or like the sorcerer's like, bring me another warrior, and the hand bring caskets in. And he's like, why would you bring me? Yeah, why would you bring these dead? And he's bodies. like, trust me, this is just bait for we're going to bring you the most savage, um, yeah, you the- know, warrior on on the planet, the Punisher. And so what they did was they stole the caskets of his family. Yes, and I'm like, which is like, okay, that's like just inviting death to your door. They've done it. By right. the way, they did this to Frank. They did this to Batman. Mm-hmm. This is this is this is JLA Tower of Babel. This yeah. is that story where like the guy pees on the caskets of the of the of the family of the of the castles. That's fine. This is yeah. cool. No, you know I, what? Like it's gonna get Frank to show up. It and is cool. I'm fine. I, what I dig, it. I like this this image. This is like beautiful image of like Frank just staring down into this like into the empty, just being like okay. All right, yeah. No, it's mm-hmm. the moment where Frank finds out the first time where this happened to him the last yeah. time uh, is just when he when you see his face find out about it because they're reporting on it in the news and it's on like one of the CNN channels and yeah. he's like he's just look at his face of like I've never seen anyone frown that much. <laughs> he's just getting up. It's just, just amazing. Okay, well so, we're going back in. It's um, cool. It's weird. It's very Conan, I think. Yes, I definitely am getting more Conan vibes to it right now, especially dealing with. A sorcerer. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, we are literally dealing with a sorcerer, a prophecy, blood, fighting, the whole thing. Yep. I think Conan's going to come in handy here. Um, yeah. But I think he's actually, like, 
I think he and the Punisher are going to get along really well. I don't know. Well, I think I just it's because of how term... quickly he and Wolverine got together. I don't mean like that. I mean like in terms of goals. Oh, yeah. Well, no, because Frank <laughs> doesn't care about... Like, Conan is a barbarian. Yes. But he's also mostly a thief. Yes, but he won't turn down a good fight. No, that's true. So. Yeah. So, there you go. Just saying. Do you recommend Savage Avengers? I think I do. Um, we'll, we'll, that remains to be seen, I think. I, yeah. I mean, like, I dig it because Conan is in it. It is written by, um, it's Jerry Dugan. Yeah, who's doing Savage, Savage Sword. Co- Savage Sword. So, it is, the, it is more akin to the Conan you find there, who is definitely much more a thief. Yes. Um, so, I think he will highlight that, but I don't think he, like, trust me, he's not going to shy away from the savage side no, to Conan. No, I hope not. It, it <laughs> certainly implies Avenger. in the title. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, by the way, in the Super Chats, uh, KT83976 Aww. says, keep up the good work. Thank you very much, KT. Hey, KT8. Wookie Drew says, thoughts on the new Spider-Man trailer? Sorry if I'm late. You are, but that's no big deal. I'm <laughs> happy to. Whoops, it's also sharing. Nope, I'm not. We're good. Um, <laughs> sorry if I'm late. No, uh, don't worry about it. Uh, the trailer, I loved it. I, I'm so excited for this. I didn't watch We'll watch it, but it's I, it's very uh, exciting. What am I going to do? Go over there? No, but we will watch it. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, but yeah, no, I recommend it. It's so okay. good. I can't wait. All right. Uh, so yeah, uh, to talk a little bit about Justice League. Yeah, what's been going on? I'm so not on the boat for yeah, this Yeah, yeah, right it's now. Uh, the sixth dimension. The idea is that like... Um, oh, hey, what, what, what? Uh, this is, of course, written by Scott Snyder with art by uh, Jorge Jimenez. Nice. Great dream team. The stories. Uh, this is a Justice League number 23, by the way. It's okay. about the sixth dimension. The idea is that, like, uh, the... It's a, it's a mess. Uh, but before we get into that, let's talk about how great it is to see uh, John and Superman together again. Yeah, that's again. what I was saying. I was... It's a flashback. Okay. Because, you know, John ain't a kid anymore, and yeah. it's ruined. But, like, uh, Snyder wants to play with it. And so the idea is that, like, Superman's trapped in, like, a dead world, and he's far away from a sun, and he's basically going to, like, die there, and he can't, like, get away from it, so he digs deep and remembers this, like, he has this memory of of helping his son learn how to, like, make fire without using his powers. Right. And uh, Superman has been trying, he's been trapped there by what is seemingly a future Superman from a from a utopian world that succeeded against the Legion of Doom's plan to beat Perpetua and and you know bring justice to the universe instead of doom. Sure. Uh, turns out it's all a ruse. Uh, the guy who is who would be Superman is actually like one of the elders who was in the previous issue, written by James Tyne IV, who was like the one of the children of Perpetua, who's like in charge of managing stuff in the in a cosmic <laughs> sense. And cosmic manager. That's yeah. a pretty good bullet point on your resume. I agree. Uh, the Justice League has been uh, defeated. They were ki- captured by seemingly uh, Lois Lane of another of the multiverse. Uh, she's a, a team with like a bunch of like. She looks like she rolled out a Mass Effect. Yeah, she does. Uh, it's clearly they're big fans uh, of Mass Effect. But like, I don't know. Like, like she could look like a lot of things. It could, you know. But you know, you, that's just the, the vibe judge. I'm getting. But uh, yeah, Lois Lane is part of like a like a team of super cops who are also fighting the justice league because the justice league are clearly not on the up and up. Okay. And, uh, you know, it's, it's just the justice league fight the f- fight against their, like the, the would be heroes of this universe. Cause obviously like the idea is that like the future justice league shows up and they're like, Hey, come through this doorway and we'll show you how, how it works. And we're going to help you like learn how to win the okay. fight and get this utopian future that we're all in. Um, Kendra and Jean get together. They have a kid, 
who's like a half Martian, half Hawk person, and the kid cool. like hates the reality he is in because he knows it's all bullshit. He knows it's all fake. Oh. And so he like tries to like connect with Kendra and John of the true selves, and he's okay. gonna be like the linchpin that gets the Justice League to get like over it. Sure. Uh, meanwhile, on in like the real world and not in the sixth dimension or whatever, like Starman and like. It, it, <sighs> The Legion of Doom or whatever, trying to stop Mixius Pitlick, who's going to destroy the universe and bring things to Entropy. Uh, the Legion of Doom unleashes, uh, what's his name? Uh, Batmite? Yeah. To battle against Mixius Pitlick, so, you know, there's a Are they really chance. big? Yeah, they're big monsters. They're that, like, like kaiju versions yes, of them. Yes, but also their battle is, like, if you can see the art, is, like, unmaking the book. And oh, it's like I see that six, down there. Sorry, I was so focused on the On how horror. gross they look. Yeah, like, yeah. Mixius Mitch yeah. Spitlick. There you go. Is uh well yeah, like their battle is like unmaking the comic and That's really kind of cool. And once they're like done, it will like it, oh, they'll they'll be amazing. able to overwrite our reality and our universe with theirs, with their like phony baloney like bullshit. Sure, okay. Um so anyway, they fight. Uh the and Batman was not put in prison because he's the one who like, got to see how, like, while he died to bring about, like, while his version died to yeah. bring about the utopia, like, everyone else, his children are, are, are taken care of. So he's like, oh, okay, I'm in. And so the rest of the Justice League, like, breaks out of Arkham Asylum. Or no, well, it's not Arkham Asylum, it's Apocalypse, but it's got all the Asylum inmates in there. It's yeah. got, like, all the Bat villains, and they're all old and cool looking. Does the uh, Flash not have access to the Speed Force right now? I just well, they're all their powers are inhibited by power. Okay, okay. By the way, their kid—I thought it was like an a, like older. Mm -hmm. He's really cute. He's really cute. No, I love their kid. Uh, so the Justice League gets picked up by like essentially the Legion of Doom. Oh. And uh, it, it, they have a it's great like Mad Maxian yeah versions of them. Oh, absolutely. Uh, but they have this great moment where uh, they're like, "Wait a minute! Like, if 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 Cheetah, you're here, and Grodd, you're here." Then who's flying the plane? And then a, a, an evil voice comes from the cockpit and says, it's simple. Darkseid is. You know, like in, mix, like in uh, Mr. Miracle, where Darkseid is. Yeah. I get get it. it? Yeah, I get it. And it's cute and fun. <laughs> I, I like that little moment. It was yeah. funny, I guess. Uh, meanwhile, the, like, the, the future, like, the, you know, the great cosmic manager guy is talking to Batman. He's like, so Superman managed to free himself. And because I'm a cosmic being, I can, like, move suns and stuff, but it needs to be you who makes the decision. And so, like, you need... Because, like, the idea is that, like, whenever... He's like, most cool stories that feature the two of you end with you guys fighting. Uh-huh. So... Dark Knight Returns. And so, it needs to be you versus him. And so, you need to be the one to move the suns away from Superman so he will die. But don't worry, because, like... When he does, his essence will exist. I'll absorb it, and so he'll live on a little bit in me. But, like, you need to be the one to kill him. Oh. And Batman's like, okay. So he moves the sons out of the way. And it's very sad, and it's actually really, really well written, where Batman's like, I wish I had... Like, I have more to say. I wish there was something I could tell you, but for, for all I could... The only thing I can say to you right now is goodbye. And just leaves... And so Superman's, like, flying desperately towards the nearest sun yeah. so he can absorb the energy and come back and save the day. But Batman moves the sun away from him. And so Superman is adrift in the cold vacuum of space. Right. But that's okay. Vin Diesel's coming next, apparently. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, because it's called Nexus Pitch Black. <laughs> uh, I think that Batman's playing a larger game. He usually is. Sure, he always is. Like, he's, uh, he's so always I think got he's something up his yeah. Back I think he's going to surprise this guy and kick his ass and yeah. team up with Superman. But it's 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 very like it's very heart wrenching and yeah. it's it's excellently written and, and it's brilliantly looking and uh, it's a really fun story. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. I think you got to check it out. I recommend it. It's a great book. Okay, I really wasn't sure when you started with this if you were going to actually recommend it at the end. No, I really recommend it. Okay. But it's so good. It's sure. just crazy and, and cool, and I love it. And uh, it, It's hard to, like, to, to do it on an issue-by-issue issue basis. It's more like a whole unveiling, unrolling story. So. Okay. Because like, a- after Hickman surpri- su- succeeded with Secret Wars, they everybody was like, you all need to Hickman. You all need to Hickman it up. Set things up and then pay them off like years later. Aaron, you do it. Snyder, you do it. Everybody Hickman. So like Snyder is Hickmaning, like it's, it's it's all Hickmaning. Caleb J Via says excited for the Morbius movie. What about a Puma film? Uh no, no to all of them. No across the board. How could uh, who? I can't believe you're you're excited for a Morbius film. That Some being said, are. they like it. Uh, we, just because you are doesn't mean others aren't. I I'm not, to, I, but I just said I can't believe it. I didn't say true. don't be. Okay. But uh, I just wanted we, to be positive. We talked about how like Morbius will succeed because like n- anybody who doesn't know who Morbius is will hear that there's a vampire in it, and so all the vampire people will see it. And when I say that, I mean vampire fans. Yes. I hate vampires, so I think they're stupid. But like <laughs> people love. Um, vampires, and so as such, like the vampire fans will see Morbius, the comic book fans will see Morbius out of morbid curiosity, yeah. and and that alone will succeed in Morbius. I think that like a Puma movie, a Silver Sable movie, a Black Cat movie, no, those movies will die, but like they will trick you into seeing Morbius. Right. And that'll be the last one. But anyway, uh, I hear what you're saying. I hope you enjoy it. it stars Jared Leto, my least favorite Hector, working today. <laughs> Uh, the other the other book we're going to talk about is uh, Deceased. Deceased. DC Zombies, written by Tom Taylor with arts uh, by Trevor Hairsane, Stefano Godino, and James Harron. Uh, it's literally what you think it is. It's Marvel Zombies, but it's DC. It's Marvel Zombies with a commentary on social media. Yes. Yes. Uh, I don't know if you know this, everybody, but social media will turn you into a mindless zombie. <laughs> It's basically Black Mirror and Marvel Zombies. Uh, the concept is uh, Darkseid was a dick one time, as you can imagine, in like a story not too dissimilar from any other story you've read before. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was distracting them so they could capture Cyborg, and then uh, they manipulate the anti-life equation and it turns uh, into a zombie equation. They make a new one. Like It's really like, basically it's like... Darkseid is part of the anti-life equation. They're mm-hmm. pretty sure that Cyborg is the other part of it. Mm-hmm. But they're like, when we take the digital version of it and make it physical, it could kill Cyborg, which will, you'll lose the anti-life equation forever. Yes. So you know what we're going to do? We're going to bring in the Black, Black Racer. Racer. And so Darkseid takes him and like rips his arm off and attaches it to Cyborg because he's like, that way we can control this. It's going to be great. Right, because he has to listen to me. Yeah, and like this is this is such a great idea uh, because I obviously know how this is going to turn out. Right, because I know everything. And like I guess the Black Racer... Like his essence ends up corrupting the anti-life equation, which is bizarre. Well, it creates a new equation. It does, but it should, that should really make it like if you corrupt the anti-life equation, it should be the life equation. Right? Yeah, exactly. Or it should default to a different. But yeah, yeah. In any event, so it does. It, it like wrecks Dark Side, and like he like 
you see him like desperately attempting to claw the anti-life equation out of his own head. Mm-hmm. And at that point, Cyborg takes the opportunity to bail. No, Desaad, no, Desaad sends, sends him away. away. Desaad's like, hang on, I'll fix this. Goodbye. Yeah. Uh, You're welcome, Master. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so Cyborg gets to Earth. Earth. And he, like, links he up. He really picks up on the Wi-Fi. Yeah. And so he uploads the equation. And it's not too dissimilar from Final Crisis, where it's like, everyone needs to see the equation. Yes. But it's, it, it, it gets tweeted out and, like, Instagrammed and, like, Gothamgrammed and, like, you know, YouTubed and all mm-hmm. this other stuff. And so, like, it spreads rapidly. Yep. Cyborg immediately tries to put a firewall around himself. Um, Batman connects his computers to the intranet. Yes. Um, and we see that, like... This is, I don't know where and when this is taking place. Because it takes place whenever. Damien just, and John are hanging out together. It's as its like, own thing. Yeah. It's literally, Which, it's, it's injustice. By the way, I really love seeing Damien and John hanging out at the Kents. Yeah, basically. at their apartment in Metropolis. Yeah, and it's really, really cute because they're like playing video games. Like, yeah. So, like, Lois is trying to find her phone, and that's such an adorable scene where, like, John doesn't want to get up to help his mom find his phone. So yeah. he's like, you're the world's greatest detective. You... You find it. You find the phone. But it's like, no, don't look at the, don't look at the, don't look at the phone. And he's like, don't you have x-ray vision? So like they're doing that. Meanwhile, Superman um, has pieced together. Well, they all realize that um, uh, that Cyborg was missing yes. because Batman has been tracking part of his code because yep. he's like, he's got apocalyptian technology. technology. Well, he's got, he's got the boom him. tubes. Yeah. What are you talking about? I have to, I have to track him. Mm-hmm. And like, we have a little like, you know, Tower of Babel kind of moment. Where they're like, you're tracking him? Yeah, you're tracking Cyborg. Uh, Are you tracking all of us? And he's just like... Yeah, Yeah, obviously There's like a pause. Yeah, he says no. And they're like, oh, I don't like that pause. And it's like, yeah, we've seen that scene a thousand times. It's cool. Fine, whatever. Get over it. Mm -hmm. Um, Because of of Batman doing that, you're all going to be all right. Yeah. Uh, Hopefully. Except not this time around. Nope. But... um, Superman uh, goes immediately to Mr. Miracle and Big Barda because they're like, "You can you go and get him? Yeah. Would you be cool with that? Right. And oh, but like, what yeah. they what we left out was that, like, uh, Darkseid leaps into the fires of Apocalypse and the combined fires oh, yeah, plus right. the new <gasps> equation, uh, it, it blows up Apocalypse. There is no more Apocalypse. Yeah, so had they actually boom tube there, it would they would have <laughs> ended up nowhere, like uh, the Millennium Falcon when they're looking for Alderaan. Exactly. Hey, that's two Alderaan references in this stream. Uh-huh. Um, the lingering effects of May the Fourth, but yeah. um, while this is happening, um, Superman hears the screaming happening, goes out, sees that things are totally gotten messed up, and yep. immediately goes home. Right, because he's like, oh, "Are they okay?" Yeah. When so he gets he, there, they're like, "John has the phone." He destroys the phone with his heat vision. Yeah, blows it up. Breaks the TV. Yeah. And he, and he, and Which, by the way, dude, they didn't get to save their game. No. That's lost. Yeah. Whatever they were doing, that's over. Mm-hmm. I feel bad. Right. But um. Damien grabs a radio and he tries to use it and he can't and like he starts to get a little concerned which right. I dig this version of Damien yeah. who's just like he's probably alright he always has contingencies but the phone like the, the radio's not working and like Lois is like a motherly figure towards yep. him she can't help herself she's right. just like it's 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 Batman. You, yeah, he's you're gonna, gonna be, be okay. okay. All right, like you know. So right. like, they piece the reason that. why Damien can't get to him is because Batman realizes that like there's still a connection to the house. Yeah. And so he activates an electromagnetic pulse, which cancels out everything in the house, mm-hmm. and that's why Damien can't reach him because he's like, I can't even reach him on like the analog. Yeah. So like something's wrong. Um, but Lois is cool. But yeah, Lois is really cool, and I th- I really I really dig her like motherliness. I love the fact that he's wearing a Batman shirt. Yeah. Like it's just it's just kind of cute. Like. I dig this like kind of laid back version of him. Mm-hmm. Um, Batman checks in on Gotham by using analog cameras to see what's going on. He sees that his city is falling apart. Yep. Again, pre the EMP, when he hits the EMP, he does so because he realizes that like Tim 
and uh, Dick, Dick and, are in the house. and Alfred are in the house. And he's yeah. like, oh, my God, I left that connected. He goes back up into Wayne Manor where, like, he is screaming for everybody. And yep. he comes upon Alfred, who's, like, trying to keep Tim at bay. Mm-hmm. And I think... Um, and Dick. And Dick as well. Um, both of them. And um, Alfred's like... I don't know. I'm like, I don't want to hurt them, obviously. Yeah. But they end up overwhelming Batman. Right. Yeah. The... Because this thing is not only transferable via technology, but um, it's also in the blood. Yes. Because it's a zombie story. <laughs> it's the rage infected. <laughs> right. So it's 28 days later, but it's, but it's EC. Yeah. So like Batman's infected. Mm-hmm. Uh, seemingly right unless because he's batman no he's infected yeah he's and infected. I, I think they're i think they, they, they think they're being smart with it because they're like gotta we gotta get batman off the table because otherwise the story's gonna be about batman well it's also like you know batman's gonna come in in the clutch right and he can't yeah we, and, need, we need it to be that he can't right so maybe damien will have to yeah maybe they'll be like damien what would your dad do right uh, so not talk to you exactly <laughs> sulk mm-hmm. i don't know i don't know but Let's uh so dc's I don't care about any of this. I really, you know, like, I couldn't be excited about no, it. No, I've seen I, it a again, thousand times. I liked the like. I my favorite part was literally the normal day to day stuff. Right. Of, it's, like, it's more like, oh, wouldn't it be nice if Tom Taylor could write like a Super Sons book right? or a Damien book? Yeah, like, like I just really enjoyed that. But overall, it's just like, I mean, maybe in trade, it might be worth a, a peek. Um, yeah. But honestly, the art was so cartoony, which I I found to be like the heavy outline on a lot of the art kind of pulled away from like the horror elements of it i know it was meant to be grotesque and sometimes they get concerned about Mm -hmm. it going too grotesque but like it just felt so heavily like outlined that it bordered cartoony for me so i just i just i I thought it was it was a little stronger art wise yeah i think it wanted to be more like um sean gordon murphy art and they just missed the mark um Mm. i thought the art was fine i didn't actually complain about it as much as i was just like I don't care about what it's depicting. Right. Um, I've seen it so many times. I was like, you're doing a zombie book now? Yeah. Like now? Yeah. Well, it's just, you know what, for me right now, it's, it's so bizarre because they're doing that and they're doing a whole bunch of other things in terms of like events involving like all the Justice League characters. Yeah. That I was like, why? Right. Like why have. Who asked for this now? Yeah. Why have these concurrent stories going? Yeah. And like, here's a, here's an idea. This should have been a black label book. Yeah. Because if it were a black label book, you'll immediately know it's outside of continuity and the art could have gone false to the wall. Well, here's basically. the thing when it is collected, it will be because Probably. they don't, because black label means nothing. But I'm just saying, like, that would have been really fun. They could have played with the imprint size itself. Yeah. Like, this is, I feel like this story at its core would have been perfect. For oh, it. it's made for it. Yeah. And in fact, uh, every book we read that had a DC label on it also had a like eight page preview of a black label book, a d- mm-hmm. book specifically made for the black label line before they gutted it. Mm-hmm. Cause that was what happened. The Capullo and Snyder were working on this back when Bermejo and Azarella were working on damned before they had to redo everything, which yeah. is why the book is so heavily delayed. Uh, and so like, that's a, that's like a true ass black label book that you can pick up that will be coming out. I think at the end of the month, uh, but they had a big preview in there, and so you got to read that, and it looks like the kind of thing you'd expect from them. Yeah, yeah, looks very standard. Mm-hmm. Uh, Batman, he's it's it's all been a dream. I've never seen that before. <laughs> uh, that being said, it's Snyder and Capullo. Obviously, like, well, not obviously, but like, I want to believe that we're in a world where they wouldn't have greenlit it 
if it wasn't really cool. Like, you know what I mean? If it wasn't, like, something new that we hadn't seen before. Yeah. And if that's the case, then I'm, like, really excited. And the art looks great. Capullo's right. got to do whatever he wants. Oh, yeah. So that's really cool. Yeah. But, like, yeah, Deceased feels like an afterthought. It does. I mean, like, Especially I think... Especially with two artists on one issue. I think there were three. Three artists? I'm sorry. Yeah. I like, think they, like, this, this was a pitch they had, and they thought it was solid, but, like... They just never had a good time to release it. This isn't the time. No. And it's not the imprint. No. I don't know what this is. They took the teeth out of Black Label, and so, like... Yeah, this is either an Elseworlds book or a Black Label book, but it's neither. Yeah. Who the hell asked for this? Mm -hmm. That being said, like, the Capullo cover's great. The alternate covers, like, all the the horror movie parody covers are really solid. Yeah. Like, the idea around it, like, DC Zombies... Except when Marvel Zombies came out, they did Blackest Night, which is kind of like what DC Zombies was supposed to be. Right, right. But like, right. no, let's actually do it again. Yeah. It feels like, who asked for this? Not me. I don't recommend it because I don't want to encourage this kind of book. Yeah. It's too bad because Tom Taylor's a great writer. I want to encourage him on DC books or any book for that matter. He's a good writer. But, pass. Can't get excited for it. That's fair. Uh, I'm going to recommend a couple books for you right now before we sure. jump into the rest. I think we rest. do have a super chat, though. Oh, so yeah, well, that's right. I'm sorry. We do have a super we... chat. Uh, what was it? Uh, Stark Mad 91 says, this sounds like the perfect Swamp Thing story. Yeah. I mean, obviously, Swamp Thing would be very unaffected by most of There's no question going on in this. There's no question Swamp Thing will be in this. You think? Oh, easily. Well, obviously, when they go out to, like, Amish land, Dutch... Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania Dutch land. I'm sure they'll because go to a place that's like. To go. I'm sure they'll go to a place like they the re, they'll seek refuge in like the fortress of solitude or I was gonna say like a garden. Oh, okay, like it'll be yeah. like a like an overgrown place. I was gonna say that maybe they'll try to make it out that Smallville doesn't have much in the way of internet. <laughs> I would like to see it where this is just a pitch, but like where the there are two battles going on. Yeah, and then like one is this infection, the other one is the swamp thing's gonna take over the earth. And it's like screw it. Why not? I'll take it. Yeah. And I, like, no! I was, I was going way more comical there, where it's like, you know, we'll, we'll just have Ma Kent, she's there, who cares? Mm-hmm. Um, but that, like, it's just, you know, that becomes the new, like, Hall of Justice, is like, the Kent farmhouse. That'd be great. <laughs> it's just her, like... Yeah, I love that. I mean, like, that's that's very Age Voltron. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Um, jumping into books, I have two books. That's funny, because I have one. Nice. Uh, Symbiote Spider-Man number two from Peter David and unfortunately by Greg Land. Uh, The book is cool and fun. It's set during the time of the alien costume. Uh, Misunderstanding between Spider-Man and Mysterio results in there being like uh, some like some camaraderie. Mm -hmm. It's a neat idea. Uh, It's the worst title that a Spider-Man book's had in a long time. But like a Symbiote Spider-Man pass. Uh, But that being said, the book is fun. And it will be, in trade, it'll be, like, a Mysterio book you can pick up that has Spider-Man in it. Because there aren't many of those, if any of those, that where there's a story arc, a whole arc, about Mysterio. Right, right. And they need that, because, you know, <laughs> he's in the movie. Yeah, so you better... You better pick it up. You better get out there. And... It's weird they said it during that time. Interesting. I'm, I'm excited to see what ha- like why they did that. Right. Uh, also, Justice League Volume 2 is going to be in trade. Graveyard of the Gods. So, uh, or Graveyard of Gods. Right. Um, okay. So, that's neat. It's yeah. a great, you know, series. So, Justice League. Justice Check League. it out. Justice yeah. League. What do you uh, got? Mine are, <laughs> mine are both Marvel. Uh, Savage Sword of Conan number five is coming out uh, by Jerry Dugan. Um, so if you d- are digging on the Savage Avengers and you want to see more of 
Dugan writing Conan, that's the book for you. It's Conan being a thief with like a team up and like now he's he's on to getting vengeance. Yes. Um and it's Koga not in the Marvel Fu- universe. No. Like it, it Marvel books. No. Because like after the big sorry to interrupt, but like after the big Avengers story, yeah. Conan went to the Savage Land, he's in the Marvel Universe. Yeah. But those two Conan books are set in Yeah, so either this is t- saying that we're just telling Conan stories or they're saying like Conan's going back at some point because these stories are take like Conan Savage Soldier Conan and Conan the Barbarian are taking place at different times in Conan's life. Right. So this could be it could be before he went and became an Avenger or after or not at all and it's just a totally different Conan. That's it remains to be seen. But I'm guessing at some point Conan will be put back in Hyboria. Yeah. Um the other one is uh, Conan the Barbarian. <laughs> from Jason Aaron? Yeah, number six by Jason Aaron, um, which is honestly my the, my favorite of the two Conan mm-hmm. books. I do like Dugan's Conan. I just like Aaron's style of storytelling more so. So totally. it's really just a taste thing. I like that Aaron is telling stories from different periods in Conan's life as like single one-off stories with an overarching plot going on with it, including the, this Crimson Witch, Yeah, um, which is awesome. We've seen so many different time periods of Conan, including a story of like King Conan, which is probably one of my favorites that he's told so far. Yes, where's that movie? I know, I know. And that story was so great because it really just was him like getting a feel for what it is to be a king. Yes. And I was like, I love it. And he's been offered the role, but this so one he got good. with his own hand. Yeah, yeah, it was so good. So good and a little sad. Yeah. So beautiful. So, so with that, we want to recommend, uh, if you want to get early access to videos, if you want to get weekly updates, which I need to write one, I'm sorry for the delay, uh, with what's going on at the Comic Pop offices and what we're planning and what we're working on, uh, go to patreon.com slash comic pop, see if it's right for you. Look at the tiers, look at the structure and see if that's something that you want to participate in. Uh, mm-hmm. Otherwise, you can help us out by simply liking this video and subscribing to our channel if you subscribe click the bell and get notifications uh, and watch our videos it really helps us out watching the videos mm-hmm. you know that's that's where we're, this where this all goes so uh please do so we do appreciate you coming here and watching the show live or listening to it after the fact yes we'll see you guys uh, next time here on comic pop there is a video that just was released this morning good bad and ugly it is uh batman cameos if you like swamp thing he shows up in that if you like martian manhunter again Superman, why not? Check them all out. It's a great episode. <laughs> yeah. uh, watch that after this if you haven't already. And uh, mm-hmm. stay tuned for more. See you guys then. I'm Sal. And I'm Tiffany. So long, everybody. Bye.